Shas Illuminated presents the following shira by Rabbi Aaron Sorsher. Meseches Moed Koton has been dedicated Le'iloi Nishmas, Peril Bas Rabbi Yehoshua Heshel HaKoyen. Moed Koton Daf Yud Beis. The Gemara brings down a memra of Shmuel. Amar Shmuel Mekabli Ki Boilus Pesech HaTchum Oser Chutz L'Tchum Muter. There are two shitas in the Rishonim how to understand what it is that Shmuel is being mechadish. According to Rashi and Rav Rishonim, Shmuel is talking about the din of Shabbos and Yom Tif. The halacha is that you're not allowed to have a guy working for you on Shabbos or Yom Tif. And this is true whether you tell the guy to do the malacha for you or you don't tell him to do it for you. If you tell him to do it for you, it's worse because there's an isra of amira l'nachri. But even if you didn't tell him to do it for you, suppose you get a guy to come into your house and you're miramis to him that you want something, you want a light turned on in your house. When he does the malacha specifically for you, so it's considered bishlichuscha, and it's usher to be nana from that malacha. Not everybody's aware of this din. It's important to be nizer in this. In fact, if you see the guy is about to do a malacha in your house for the purposes of a Jew, then you're mechuyiv to be moicha. Tell him, don't do this malacha. Now, of course, there are heterim in extenuating circumstances to be nana from a guy's malacha, and even in certain cases, to get a guy to do the malacha. And since each case is different, one should ask a rav. But generally speaking, you're not allowed to have a guy doing malacha for you on Shabbos or Yom Tif. And therefore, if a person already has a poil, if he has somebody who is a hired worker, he's paid by the day or by the hour to do work for, the, for him. Let's say he has somebody in his house that does household chores. Under normal circumstances, he has to make sure that that worker doesn't do any malacha for him. Now that's by a regular worker. You can ask then, what about if a person has some clothing, gives it to the cleaners on Friday, and he goes back on Sunday or Monday and he picks up his cleaners? Why doesn't he have to be worried that the guy did malacha for him on Shabbos? The answer is that over there, even if the guy did the malacha on Shabbos, it's mutter. And the reason is because we're talking about a different type of poil. That person is called a kablin. A kablin means somebody who's paid by the job. Not by the day, but he's paid to do a certain job. Since he's being paid to do a certain job, he's not really working for me on Shabbos. He's working for himself. However, he gets the job done. That's how he chooses to get the job done. So that's the difference between a soicher, a schir yoim, and a kablin. Now, Shmuel is being mechadish to us that even though by a kablin there's a heter, there are certain things that even when you give them to a kablin, it's not mutter for him to do your malacha on Shabbos if it is within the Tchum Shabbos of the city you live in. Rashi explains that we're talking about things that everybody is aware that this is the malacha of the Yisrael. Meaning, the clothing that I gave to, into the cleaners, nobody knows that the cleaners is doing my malacha on Shabbos. However, suppose I own a building. Everybody knows that it's my building and it's within the Tchum Shabbos of the city. And I hired a contractor to add a floor onto this building. I didn't tell him, work for me on Shabbos. I told him, here's a job. I'd like for you to get the job done. So he's a kablan. It's still usher for him to do the malacha for me on Shabbos. I have to make a tenai with him beforehand that he can't work on Shabbos. So generally speaking, this chilik is one between karka and metatlin. Metatlin, it's usually not meforsim who the owner is. Like in our case with the cleaners, which is the case Rashi brings. And Karka, generally speaking, people do know who the owner is. Of course, you could have a case where it's Metatlin, but people are aware, and that would also be Usr. For example, a Jew who owns a large yacht, 
which is a case brought down in Shulchan Aruch, Simen Reish Mem Dalet. Now this is all Rashi's understanding in what Shmuel was Mechadish. Toysvis, on the other hand, in Dibra Maschal Amar Shmuel, brings down the sheet of the Rebbeinu Tam. Rebbeinu Tam argues and holds that there is no Isser, even B'Soichat Chum, for a Nachri to be doing my Malacha for me on Shabbos, even if it's something which is Meforsim, everybody knows that it belongs to me, like Karka, it's still Mutter. And he brings various riots to that effect. So an explanation of the din of Shmuel says there Benutam that when he says aser, he's referring to an ovel. Since we learned already and Afir Alf Mabez, the Shita of Rab Shisha Brader of Idi, who says meaning that they were more machmir in certain areas by Avel than by Shabbos. And they didn't want you to be mezalzel in Evel. And therefore, they assured a person having a guy do malacha for him, because when a person's in Evel, he's not even allowed to have other people work for him, do his malacha, unless, of course, it's a Dovra Ovid. However, the Rabbi Natam himself points out that there's a difficulty with this pshat. And that is that in the Hemshech of the Gemara, we find that Rav Papa and Rav Misharshia both qualify the statement of Shmuel. Rav Papa says that even if it's outside the Tchum, if there's another city near this person's property, then it's also Aser. And then Rav Misharshia says that even when there's no other city near where the guy's working, it's only Mutter, B'Shabbosis, Uviyamim Toivim, Deloishchichi, Inshida Azalahazim. Nobody's going to go there from this city all the way to that city because it's outside the Tchum. Where there's no iser tchumin, the shchichi inchi, the azliva asul hasam aser. So who is talking about Shabbos and Yomtiv? If you say like Rashi, then we understand. Loy amar and elu b'Shabbosus v'Yomtivim. The whole statement that we made was only by Shabbos v'Yomtiv. But according to the way Rabbi Natan is learning, this statement was never made about Shabbos v'Yomtiv. It's about Avil. It's about during the week. And the Rabbi Natan ends off over here in Taisvis with v'Tzarech Ion. In Taisvis in Avirazora Dafchaf Alpha Mabez Dibra Maschil Arisa. He brings the sheet of the Rebbeinu Tam and says you could even read our Gemara with the assumption that Shmuel is talking about Evil. Because in regular Evil, even during the week, it's Aser B'Seichat Chum. Comes along Rapapa and he says that even Chutz L'Tchum, it's Aser if it's near another city. And then Rabbi comes along and says that this whole heter of Chutz L'Tchum was only said about Shabbos that falls out during the Avelus. Because then people aren't going to be traveling to that place that's outside the Tchum, and they won't realize that the Avel has somebody working for him. Because even on Shabbos and Yom Tif, Dvarim Shaltzina are noyig during the Avelus. And when it says Avel B'cholu Shalmoyed is Aser, it doesn't mean only Cholamoyed, because even Yom Chol would be Aser. It's just that we want to be Mechadish, says Toisfis, that even on Cholamoyed, where people travel less than in a Yom Chol, it's still Aser since there's no Iser Tchumen and people could get there. So that is the Machlekes Rashi and the Rabbeinu Tam. According to Rashi, our sugya is a sugya about a guy doing Malacha for you on Shabbos and Yom Tif when he is a Kablin. And according to the Rabbeinu Tam, a Kablin is always allowed to do Malacha for you, even B'Soichatchum. And our whole sugya is referring to the Din of Avelus. The Gemara brings down the story about Marzutra Breder of Nachman, that he had workers, they were kablonim, they were non-Jewish workers, and they built for him an apadno, which is like a mansion, chutz l'tchum. Rav Safra and Rav Huna Barchinana came there to visit, and they did not go into the building. Of course, according to Rashi, we're talking about a regular Shabbos and Yom Tif, and according to the Rabbeinu Tam, this must have happened during the Amei Avelus of Marzutra. 
So the Gemara asks, Why was it that they didn't want to walk into this building? And the Gemara even brings in Ike the Amri that Marzutra himself didn't go into the building. Shmuel already told us that it's mutter as long as it's not in the Tchum. The Gemara answers, Adam Choshev Shiny. Now who is the Gemara referring to when it says Adam Choshev Shiny? There are two ways to understand. According to the way Rashi later on Amit Beis, the Ramaschal Adam, and the way the Meiri explains over here in our sugya, it's mashma that Adam Chashuv Shain is referring to Marzutra. And what the Gemara is saying is that since Marzutra was an Adam Chashuv, he was expected to be extra careful. Legabe having Goyim working for him, because if people see that Goyim work for him, even if it's in an oifen of Heter, but they'll still be Mekel somewhat. And since Marzutra, as an Adam Chashuv, was expected to be more Machmir, they didn't want to go into the house because now the building of the house is considered a violation of the halacha. Since the Adam Chashuv has a din to be more Machmir, so this is considered like a house that was Nivna Be'isr. Since it was Nivna Be'isr, they didn't want to go into such a house. However, the Sfasemis explains that you could learn the Gemara differently. Adam Chashuv Shani means that they, Rev Safra and Rav Huna Bar did not want to go into the house because they were chashuvim, and even something that was done totally beheter, a person who is chashuv will not go into a house that was built on Shabbos no matter what. And there's obviously a very big nafkamina, because what would be if the person who the house was built for was not an Adam chashuv, so there's no problem whatsoever with people building for him as long as it's chutz l'tchum, will an Adam chashuv now have a problem going into the house? According to the first pshat that we said, he would have no problem going into the house, but according to the second pshat, it wasn't because Marzutra was expected to not have it built. Even if it was built totally beheter, an Adam Chashev will not go into such a house. So even if it was not an Adam Chashev that it was built for, since it was built on Shabbos, an Adam Chashev will not go in. And the Sfasemis actually claims that his pshat is the way that the Beis Yosef in Simon Tov Kuf Mem Gimel understands the Gemara. The Gemara then says a second reason why they didn't want to go into the building, not because Adam Chashev Shiny, but rather because Siyue Sayabitivna Bahadayu. Now there are two ways to understand this Tarot of the Gemara as well. The Ritva understands that Marzutra somewhat helped the Avoida, he helped the Malacha that they were doing, and even though the Iker Malacha was done al Yidei, the Nachrim, but since some sort of Siyua was done on the part of Marzutra, it therefore was considered something that should be Aser. And the Lashon of the Ritva is, since there was Avoida that was done, the Iser was not only the Malacha of the Nachri, Hichmir al-Atzmashloyekanisham. So you see that in Pshat, the way he's learning the Gemara, the Siyua that's being discussed, is that Marzutra actively went and helped out somewhat. And then he says that it was only a Chumrah. Since he was not the main one, so it wasn't really Asr, because the ones that were doing the Malacha were primarily the Goyim. But since he did some sort of Siyua, he helped them out, so he was Machmer on himself. Now Rashi says, He would just provide them with materials. He would give them the teven. Now this is very strange. The way the Ritva is understanding, he did some sort of action. Like the Ritva says, There was an avoid that was done by a yid. But why would providing them with teven make the apadna aser? After all, the yid didn't do any action that's aser. So you could learn that the fact that he did help them by providing them with Teven was something that he shouldn't have been doing either. The Jews shouldn't be involved on any level 
in Asiyas Malacha or helping out with Malacha. So the fact that they didn't want to go in was because some sort of Isser was done on part of the Jew. However, there's another way to learn the Gemara. And this could quite possibly be the Pshat and Rashi as well. And this is Mashma somewhat in the Me'iri and Taisa Rosh. And that is that the fact that he helped by providing them with Teven was not in and of itself the Isser. Rather, the reason why it was usher to go in was because we already explained that there are two types of workers. One is called a poyel, the person is my worker, and what he does is considered the shlichus of the Yisrael. So the work is seen as my work, and when he does the work on my behalf, because I hired him to do that work, he's considered a shliach of me, and therefore it's usher because they, Chazal, when they were in the din, of Amir al-Nachri, they were misakin the fact that any time a guy does something, that malacha becomes usr. The other type of worker, as we explained, if you send your stuff to the cleaners, it's not considered usr. And that's because I do not hire him to do work. I hired him to do a job. Whose work is he doing? He's doing his own work. Because in order to get paid for the final result, for the job, he has to make sure to do the work. So when he chooses to do that work on Shabbos, it's not considered as if he's my shliach to do work when he's getting paid by the day or by the hour. So that's considered my work, which he's doing on my behalf. But when he's getting paid just to complete a certain job, and he has to choose when he does that job, the work is only a hechetimtza, it's a conduit to get to the final result. So it's considered like the nachri's work. Says the Me'iri, when is it that we look at the work of a Kablin as being his own work? It's not enough that he's only hired to do the job. Rather, it depends who provides the materials. Because if you hire a guy, you tell a painter to come to your house and paint a room, and he shows up with his paintbrush and paint, and he gets the job finished, then we view it as if he's the one who's in charge of the job, and that's why he provides himself with his own materials, and all he's providing you with is the final result. Masha'en Kane, if I'm the one who provides him with all the materials, then even though he's being paid to finish a job, nevertheless, he's seen as my worker. Because if it was his work, then he would be the one to provide the materials. So when the Jew pays for the teven, it's a simon. That shows that it's really the Jew who needs to be involved in planning the final result. And the guy's job, his role, is only one of doing the work that's necessary in order to get the Jew's job finished. And we can actually prove that this is Shittas Rashi from Rashi's other places in Shas. Because number one, the fact that the difference between a Schir Yom and a Kablin is, as we said, a Schir Yom is a worker of the Balabayas, and a Kablin is his own worker, is a Mefurah Rashi in Bab Metziah Daf Ayin Zayin Aleph. Over there, the Gemara is discussing the fact that there's a Halacha that a Poyal is allowed to quit in the middle of the day. Poyal Yochel Afilu and the Gemara explains over there that there's a difference between a Skir Yoim and a Kablin. A Kablin is not allowed to quit in the middle of his work and not suffer any loss from it. And Rashi explains the difference between the two. Because the whole basis for the Halacha, that a Poyal is allowed to quit in the middle of the day, his Yochelachser Be'emtza Yoim, is because of a Pusik, Avodayhem. Hashem says that Klai Yisrael are Avodim to him. And they're not Avodim La'avodim. 
Says Rashi, shiny lay bein schiras the kablonis. It's going to Mandi Yomer Abdoisa. The Gemara is suggesting that he holds that there's a difference between schiras and kablonis. Rashi explains the gabi schiras is a lahait time with avodayim by schiras. That means a schir yoyim. We do have the reason of avodayim v'lo avodim la avodim. Avo be kablonis ein ze eved ela laatzmoi. He's not an eved to his adayin. He's not an eved to his employer. He's an eved to himself. Nobody will tell you that his shoemaker is his employee. So where I'm his boss, I'm the one who's employing him, he's doing work for me, then he could quit in the middle of the day so that he should not be considered an evet to another member of Klal Yisrael. But where the relationship of the two is not one of a boss to an employee, there's no din of avodahim. So that is Nukudah number one. You see that that's how Rashi defines the difference between a schiryam and a kablin. Number two, there's a sugya in Bavakama, Davtarik Tes, discussing the concept of uman koine bishvach kli. If you give something to an uman, so there is one man, the that until he gives it back to you after he's mashbiachet, after he does the work, it becomes his, or at least the shvach becomes his. And therefore, if he's maziket, after he's mashbiachet, he doesn't have to pay for the hezek, because he was being maziket's own thing. It's a sugya over there in Bavakama. Now, one of the hezbeirim, why an uman is koina b'shvach kli, is because he is the creator of that shvach. Since he created that shvach, anything that a person creates belongs to him. Now, in the sugya over there, it's mavur that there is a chilek between the type of uman, which I give him the materials with which to be mashbiach, my chayfetz, and a type of uman that provides the materials himself. If he provides the materials, then there is the concept of uman kainu b'shvach kli. Masha'enken, if I provide him with the materials, then we don't say uman kainu b'shvach kli. Rashi over there explains that in the event that I gave him the materials, suppose I gave a uman some wool, and I gave him the dye with which to dye that wool. Says Rashi, you cannot say that Uman is koina b'shvach kli, because over there, it's my samonim, it's my dye that's being mashpiachid, and the tzaba, the Uman that does the dyeing, is a skir ba'al mahu. All he is is a hired hand. Because after all, we can't say that he is the one who created this shvach. I sent him as a shliach to do the pa'ula, to do the act. So when he's the one who provides the materials, then we say that he is the one that created the shvach because he's not my shliach to do the act. He's my shliach to do the end result. But until he gives me back that end result, the act that he did was his own act. Masha'en when I'm the one who plans the whole thing and I give him the materials, so all he is is my shliach to do the act. So this works very nicely with the Hezber that we gave in our sugya that in the event that... The Yisrael is Messiah B'Teven, like in Marzutra's case. He gave the Teven for the workers to build the building with. You don't have the heter of Kablin. Because the whole reason why you're allowed to be Nene from the Malacha that a guy who's a Kablin does is as we explained, he's not doing it Bishlichusi. He's not doing the work on my behalf on Shabbos. He's doing his own work. He's working for himself in order that he should be able to provide me with the end result. But if you give him the Teven, then like you see in Rashi, in Bavakamat Tzadik Tess, that he's considered like a Sechir Ba'alma. Since his role is not to provide the end result, rather to just take the materials I gave him and apply them the way that he tells me to. Now, if you understand this way in this Heretz of the Gemara, then it's quite possible that the Isser to be Nena from the Molochah is Me'ikra Adin. It's like if you had a regular Sechir Yom doing the Molochah for you. 
It's not just a chumrah ba'alma, like the Lashen that we quoted from the Ritva, because it's been turned into a schir yom as opposed to a kabla. However, in the Magen Avram, in Simen Reish Mem Dalid, Sifkot and Yud Aleph, it's mavur that the Iser, to be nana, to go into the building, and to be nana from it, is not really Aser Mi'ikradin, but not because when the Yisrael helps out, he's doing something Aser, and it Asers the building. Rather, he understands that the fact that the Jew provides him with the materials doesn't turn the guy into a real Schir Yom. He still is a Kablin on a strictly halachic level. It's just that Kozman the Jew provides him with the materials, he looks like a Schir Yom. And therefore you can't have enough from it because of Maris Ayin. Anything that looks like a Schir Yom as opposed to a Kablin, people are going to learn from that that you're allowed to have a guy doing a Malacha even when he's a Schir Yom. Or if they're not going to learn from it, they're going to be Choshid, this particular Jew that he's being Mishtamish with a Schir Yom on Shabbos or Yom Tov. So it comes out that we have essentially two ways to understand what does it mean that it was being Messiah Betivna. According to the Ritva, he was doing some sort of assistance himself in the building, and that's what Asered the Apadna. And according to Rashi and the Meiri, the fact that he was being Messiah with the Tevin, he was providing materials, that changed things and made it from a Kablan to a Schir Yoim. And then, of course, we mentioned that even if you hold that it changes you into a schir yoyim, it could be that that's not because it becomes a real schir yoyim, rather because it looks like a schir yoyim. When you provide the materials, it looks like he's working for you and not for himself. That's the way the Mugan Avram understands. The Gemara continues, Reb Chama Sharlahu Lavungiri, the Beresh Galusa, Lemeved Lahu, Avidita, Bechel Damayada. Reb Chama was Mater the Avungiri. Avungiri were the Mesadri Shulchanais the people that used to set things up in the dining area of the Reish Galusa's house, and he was matter these people to do their work on Chalamoyed. And he explained his psak by saying that given the agar, since they're not taking any monetary compensation, they're not getting paid, all they get from it is they're fed sudas. So they have benefits from what they do, but they're not getting actually paid, so there's no problem. Now what exactly does this mean? Are we talking about someone gets mutter to do on Cholomite or someone gets Asr to do on Cholomite? So Rashi and the Rush understand a very important Yisoyed over here. And this is actually Nifsik L'Halacha in Simit Tafkuf Ben Beisif Aleph. That even Melachis that you're allowed to do on Cholomite, you're only allowed to do them for yourself or for others for free. But to do it for pay, it's Asr. The Taz explains over there that to be Mekabal Schar on Cholomoyed is considered like Uvda Dechoyl. And in light of what we explained, and after Alf Mebeiz, this would make a lot of sense. Because we explained over there that the whole Isser, according to the Shitzah Rambam, in Melechus Cholomoyed, is that you're not supposed to make the day into a Yom Choyl. So therefore there could be certain malachas that objectively speaking they're not malachas that turn the day into a yom choyl. But as soon as the person is being marviach, it feels like a non yom day because he's going to work on that day. The ritva, however, understands that it's not necessarily usher to do acts that are mutar chalamoyed for pay. It's only usher to do those acts if there is somebody else available to do them for free. But if you can find nobody else to do these malachas, then it's mutter to do them even for pay. And it's possible that the reason behind this is that kol zman, there's nobody else available, then it's considered l'tzoy rech yomtif. 
if somebody else is available, then you can't say that the act that I'm doing is strictly for the purposes of Yom Tiv, Because it could be that I'm doing it for the purposes of getting paid. Varaya, in order for Yom Tiv to be taken care of, they can actually get somebody else to do it for free. But if you can't get somebody else to do it for free, then we look at it as if the act is something that's L'Tzayrich Yom Tiv. What's actually interesting is that the Beis Yosef, it's even Tav Kuf Mem Aleph, brings down a cowboy who says that a hediyet, somebody who's not an uman, is allowed to sow for other people, not for himself, if it's letzorich moyed, even bischar, getting paid for it. And the Yosef said it's a toys, because he says kol bischar is oser. The Bach actually explains that what the cowboy means is that we're talking about a person who doesn't have what to eat, and therefore when we say letzorich moyed, we mean that if he is marviach kesef, he'll be able to go and buy food. However, says the Karen Oira, since the Ritva says Beferish, or what the cowboy is saying, he doesn't understand why the Beis Yosef considers him a toya. You see that there is such a concept that as long as it's not available to get it done, Bechinam, you could do it Beschar. The Gemara brings a brisa. Tanra Banan ein marbiyan behema becholoshal moyed. So there's an iser to be marvia a behema, which means, like Rashi says, to be oiches benekeva and to be mevi aleha zacher. Now that's something which the Bryce says aser both on chalamoyed and kiyotzeboy. It's aser to do that to a bechor and psuliyamukdashim. This is because a bechor and psuliyamukdashim have an iser avoida. You're not allowed to make them work. So we consider this malacha or avoida both legabe chalamoyed and legabe b'charm sulim Now from the juxtaposition of these two dinim, chalamoyed, and the din of not being marvia b'char and sulim akdashim, it would be mashma that the din of a marvia b'char v'loy b'sulim akdashim is only a din d'rabbanan. Let's say you hold that malachas chalamoyed is only a din d'rabbanan. So if Bechayr and Pesulim Mekdashim would be a Dindar Rais, it would be very strange for the Brayser to tell me a Dindar Abbanan, you're not allowed to do on Cholmoyed, Ki Yoytziboy, you're not allowed to do this on a Daraisa level. Furthermore, even if the Din of not doing Melacha on Cholmoyed is a Daraisa, but that's only Gabi Avis Melachas or told us, things that are Asr Medairaisa and Shabbos V'yomtif. There is no Isser, there's no Av Melacha, there's no Told of Melacha to do Harva on Shabbos and Yomtiv. So it has to be a din derabana no matter what. And then the mashmos of the b'risa is that the din, that you're not allowed to be marvia an animal, which is a b'chor, a p'sulam is only a din derabana. Another mashmos, that it's only a din derabanan, is the fact that the b'risa says, ain marvian. Now it's something that is an isa derabana, the b'risa would say you get malchus. However, in the Gemara, in Makis, Dafchav Bezimit Aleph, the Gemara brings a member of Rav Hoshia. Rav Hoshia says, He gets Malkus. Now why does he get Malkus? So Rashi explains that after your poide, the Shor, has a dual identity. He says it's a guf echad v'asoya kosov shnei gufen. Because it's both chulen and kodshim mixed together. Legabe certain things, it's considered kodshim. It's aser begiz you're not allowed to shear it and use the wool. And you're not allowed to do avoida with it. There's got to be other things. There's no mi'ila. It is considered chulin. And since the animal is considered two things wrapped up in one, so by being marvia, another animal on it, you're being over in iser kelayim. Rashi adds, Why should the act of being marvia one on the other be considered kelayim? The Rambam actually, in Perik Tes, V'hilchus Kelayim, Halach Yud Aleph, explains this. He says that a behemoth is even though it's one guf, 
the Torah considered it Kishnei Gufen, Mipnei Shahoisa Kodesh, since it previously was Kodesh, it's considered Nasus Kikodesh Vachalmu Ravn Zebaze, Vinimtes Behema Zu, Kibehema Tmeya, Imhatahoira Ham Uravin Keechod. The animal's dual identity is like a Behema Tmeya, a non kosher animal, mixed together with a kosher animal. Where do we get that from? Says the Rambam, V'harei u'aymer v'imkol behema t'meya asher lo yakrivu mimeno karbon l'ashem. There's a Pasuk that refers to an animal which is a behema t'meya. And he says, M'pi ha'shmu alamdu, there's a special Kabbalah that we have to darshin, she'enei midaber elu b'psuli mukdashim. The Pasuk that says, V'imkol behema t'meya asher lo yakrivu mimeno karbon l'ashem is referring to sharp psuli ha'mukdashim. So since the Torah referred to Psulia Makdashim as a behemoth Tmeya, there's going to be an Isser Kilayim. The Rabbeinu Tam over there in Makis actually explains the reason why it's called Kilayim is because this Torah says you could eat a Katsvi V'cha'ayol. Those are two minim, and therefore there's Kilayim based on that Pasuk. So we essentially have two Hezbeirim, why it would be considered Kilayim, answering Rashi's question. Al Kopanim, we now understand the Gemara in Makis that says that you get Malkus, but we said from our Gemara, it's Mashma, that it's only an Isidra Bonan, and it doesn't say anything about Malkus. Says the Mishlam Melech, over there in Hilchas Kalayim, and he also talks about this in Hilchas Me'ila, that you can't compare our Sugya to the Sugya in Makis. The Sugya in Makis is talking about an Isidra Raisa, and our Sugya is only talking about an Isidra Bonan. How is that? Explains the Mishnah Melech. The fact that it's considered two minim is koidim pidyin. Before you do pidyin. That is the animal that the Torah is referring to according to the Rambam when it refers to it as behemoth tmeya. But la'achar pidyin, after your poide, the psulia mukdashim, it's considered one min and it's not aser b'revia medairaisa. And the Isser is not an Isser of Kelayim. Since it's considered one min, the Isser is an Isser of Avoida. But since it's not real Avoida, it's not Asr Midaraisa, it's only Asr Midrabanan, just like we say that it's Asr to do the Revia on Chayla Moed. Now there's another difference between the two. If you'll notice that in the Sugya over here, it says, And Rashi says, So we're referring to holding the Nekeva so that a Zachar can go on it. Says the Mishnah Melech, that since our Sugya is talking about the Isr Avoida, the only time that it would be Asr Epsulim Mekdashim is if the Epsulim Mekdashim is the Nekeva, not if it's the Zachar. Because what we're referring to when we say it's Asr Ba'avoida, we mean that you're using it to be Moilid Vladis. So using the animal for my purposes is the Isra Avoida. And that's why is Medayik from the Lashon of the Gemara, Ein Marvian Bibachar Veloi Bipsulim Mekdashim. Which means you can't be Marvia the Zachar onto a Bechar Epsulim Mekdashim. You'll ask, how could a Nekeva be a Bechar? A Bechar is only a Zachar. Says the Mechaschinach, Mitzvah Tav Pei Gimel, that you can be Marviya a Zachar onto a Zachar. That's also considered an Isser of Harva. Now obviously Mechaschinach is not learning that the Isser Avoida is that you're going to be Moil of Vladis from it. He considers the usage of the Nekeva being independent of the Vladis that you may produce or you may not produce. Rather, using it for the needs of the Zachar is called Avoida. Now that's in the Sugya over here. In the Sugya Makis, Amr Avoida, even for being Marvia the Zachar, you're like because there it's the Zivuk, it's the Isser Kalayim that we're talking about, not the Isser Avoida. So therefore, it, may no, it would make no difference if it's the Zachar or the Nekeva. So we have, according to the Mishnah Melech, 
two separate Isurim by Psulia Mukdashim, one being an Isadar Raisa, the other being an Isadar Abonan. The Isadar Raisa is before Pidyan, and that is the special Isar Kilayim that the Gemara Makas refers to, and you get Malkus for that, because it's considered like two separate Minim. The reason, according to the Rambam, it's considered two separate Minim is because it's considered Behemoth Tmeya and Behemoth Ta'ura wrapped up in one, based on the Pasik Ve'imkal Behemoth Tmeya. La'achar Pidyan, there's no longer an Isar Kilayim, and we have our Sugya, which then answers it. Midrabanan midin avoida. It's not complete avoida, so it's not asadaraisa, but it is asr midin avoida because you are using the animal, and this says the Mishlamech would only apply to the Nikeva and not to the Zohar. The Gemara tells us, Amra Bayin Aktinan, Hilchis Moyed, Kihilchis Shabbos. Hilchis Moyed, Cholomoyed, is like Hilchis Shabbos in the sense the Yeshmehan Potter Avol Asr, Yeshmehan Mutil just like in Hilchah Shabbos, aside from the category which your Chayev Skila, if you do a Bemezet, and your Chayev Chatis, you do a B'Shoyeg, there are two more categories. There's a category of Pater Avol Aser, things that are not Aser Medairaisa, so you're not Chayev Skila, you're Pater, but it's still Aser Medrabanan. And then there are certain things that are Mutar L'Chatchila, even though they're Doime, two things that you are Aser to do. So too, in Cholomoyed, you have these last two categories. There are some things that are Aser, Pater Avol Aser, V'yeshbehem Mutar L'Chatchila. So you see from the Gemara, you see from Abaya's Memra, that you're never chayiv for anything. You do not have the first category. Now according to the Rishonim that we mentioned, that if you're Alf Mebez, like Toisfis in Chagiga, Dafyur Ches, that hold that the Isser of Melacha and Chalmoyed is only a Drabonan, then we understand perfectly why there's no Oynish. Drabonan, of course, is going to be Patar Vol The question is though, according to Rashi, and the other Rishonim, who hold that the Iser, Melacha, and Chalmoyed is the Eiraisa, why is it that you don't get Malkus? So the Ritva and the Ran, Vishem, Yesh Mefarshim, both say that the reason why you don't get Malkus is because there's only an Iser Ase. Malkus is only when you're over a lav. Because the Drusha, the Gemara and Chagiga brings down, the Ches, is Eschag Hamatzis Tishmar, which is Mitzaseh, not a lav. Says the Nemuke Yosef, how can this explain why you don't get Malkus? If anything, we know that there's a Klau, which the Gemara mentions in many places, Komokayim, Shenemar, Hishomer, Pen, Va'al. Anytime the Torah says either the word Hishomer, or the word Pen, or the word Al, all of those have the connotation of a Mitzvah's Loisase. And since it says, Eschag is Tishmar, so why wouldn't you get Malkus? It's a Loshen Hishomer. Therefore, it says the Nemuki Yosef, the real reason why you don't get Malkus is not because it's an Isra Say. It's a lav, but it's what we call a lav shebechlolus. Anytime the Torah gives you a lav, which is koilo many things, you do not get malchus. As is mavur in the Gemara in Psachim, Dav Chafdal and What makes it a lav shebechlolus? Because even though Eschagamatzis Tishmar includes the Iser of doing Malacha and Chalmoyer as well, but it also includes the other mitzvahs of Pesach. Eschagamatzis Tishmar means that you have to make sure not to eat Chomets on Pesach. Also that you're not allowed to do Malach on the Yom Tev of Pesach, not just Cholomoy. Now what do the Ritva and the Ran do with the Taina of the Muki Yosef, that every time that it says a Lashon of Yishamer, it's Mrs. Lysase. So how could they say that the reason why you don't get Malchus is because it's a Mrs. Ase? So it is possible that our Gemara Paskins, like one Mandiyamar in the Gemara Menachis. In the Gemara Menachis, it's discussing wearing tefillin, dafka in the daytime. Because the Pasuk says, So 
So you see from the Pasuk that mitzvah tefillin is only during the day. Therefore the Gemara says, He's being over in mitzvah ase because he's putting it on after shkia it's no longer yamim yamima. He's over in a lav because it says the Loshan v'shamarta. And we know that the Loshan hishamer is a loisase. So you see from that Gemara that there's no difference if you use Loshan hishamer v'shamarta. Anytime the Torah tells you to be careful about something, it has the connotation of a loisase. So first the Gemara wants to say that Rebbe Lozer and Rebbe Yochanan are gufa arguing on the klal of Rebbe Avon and Rebbe Lo that kol makam shenemer yishamer pen va'al enoi el aloisase. Rebbe Lozer who holds the only over ba'asei argues in the klal and Rebbe Yochanan agrees to the klal. Then the Gemara says no, everybody agrees to the klal. That if it says yishamer or pen or al, it's a mitzvah loisase. Rashi explains, Rebbe Lazar, who says you're only over an ase over here, holds that he shamer dechsib milsa de mazarachmona loitase havi lav gomer lilkais. Whenever the Torah tells you to be careful about something, and the mashmosa the pasik is, be careful not to do a certain thing, then the Torah is essentially telling you a loitase. The examples Rashi gives, are cases in which the Torah tells you don't do a particular thing, like Yishamer Lecha Pen Tichres Bris Yeshiva Aretz. You're not allowed to do a bris with the Shiva Amamin. And the Torah says it in a lotion of Yishamer. Be careful not to do the bris. So even though it doesn't say do not make a bris with them, but by saying be careful from making a bris means refrain from making a bris with them. The other example Rashi brings is Yishamer Benegat Saras, which means don't cut off a Neget Saras that you have on your skin. So by saying be careful what we mean to say is refrain from doing it. Masha'in came by tefillin. What the Torah is, when it says, it's not telling you to refrain from doing something. It's telling you to do something positive to put on the tefillin. So at least according to Shittus Rebbe we have two categories. When the Torah tells me, Hishamer, be careful and watch yourself from doing a certain act, that is a say. The Torah is essentially telling me to refrain from doing that act. When the Torah tells me, be careful and do a certain act, the Torah is just telling me, take extra care in making sure that you do that act. The first is a say. the second is an Asay. So wait a minute, which one of the two categories does Eschag HaMatzah's Tishmar belong to? It would seem that the Nemuki Yosef still has a question, because even after we find the distinction in the Gemara Menachis, we would still sooner identify Eschag HaMatzah's Tishmar with Hishamer Delav, not Hishamer Da'asei. Because the point of the mitzvah's Tishmar is be careful not to do Malacha. So that's more similar to the case of Hishamer Lecha Pentichrois Bris Yeshiva Aretz or Hishamer Benegat Saras. However, we can answer very simply based on the Hezber that we gave in the Shita Sarambam on Dafir Alf Mabez. Just as we mentioned earlier, that even the Shitas that hold that there is a mitzvah da'iraisa to refrain from doing Malacha and Cholamoyed, from the Rambam you see that that mitzvah is unlike the mitzvah not to do malacha on Shabbos and Yom Tif. The mitzvah not to do malacha on Shabbos and Yom Tif is an intrinsic mitzvah. You're not allowed to do malacha. There's something negative about the Asiyas malacha. So if the Torah were to use the word Hishomer, Ligabe, the Isser of doing malacha on Shabbos and Yom Tif, that would certainly constitute a lav because the point of the Torah is that this act is evil. There's something wrong with the act and therefore we want you to refrain from doing this act. However, as we explained, according to the Rambam, there is no Isser intrinsically with doing the act. There's nothing wrong, there's nothing negative about the actual Asiyas Malacha per se. 
The problem is you're just changing the day into a day that's like a Yom Chol. Or, according to the Karen Oyer's Hezber, the problem is that you're lacking in your Simchas Yom Tif. And therefore, even if the Torah used the word Hishomer, that is not called Hishomer the Lav. Because when there's nothing negative about the act itself, then really what the Torah is doing is it's being mitzavayu in a mitzvah saseh. The mitzvah saseh is to preserve the sanctity of the day, or to have the Hanhagas a simcha of the day. The Torah wants something positive. It wants a certain spirit of the day. And even if the way that you preserve the sanctity of the day is by refraining from doing certain acts, so it's a passive way of being mekayim the mitzvah saseh, that just means that it's a positive mitzvah that you're mekayim through inaction. So when you violate that mitzvah and you do a malacha, you're not being over a lav, you're not now going and doing something wrong by the act itself. What you're doing is you're being mevatel, your mitzvah's asay, to make sure that the day is a yom kodesh. Or like the Karen Ari, you're being mevatel, your mitzvah's asay of simchas yom tif. So the Nemuki Yosef who asked that this is called a lav and he answered the reason why you don't get Malkas is because it's a lav shebuchlolos. He obviously doesn't agree to the Rambam. He obviously holds that the gather of the Isser Malacha and Chalamoyed is an intrinsic Isser. There's something negative about the act of doing Malacha. But the other Yishayim, we can explain that that's how they understood. They understood that it's nothing intrinsically wrong with the act itself. It's only a Hechetimtza to change the day or to change my Simchas Yamtiv. And therefore, you don't get Malkus because it's considered a Hishamer de Asay. The Gemara tells us, Rav Huna Rav Huna had Poyalim, he had workers who did a Ktsira, they harvested his crop on Cholomoyed. Rabbi Bar Rav Huna asked a question from the Brisa. In the Brisa, it's Mavur, that when you don't have what to eat, then you could do Ktsira. But if you have what to eat, then even if it's a Dover HaOved, you're not allowed to do Ketzira, because although we allow Malachas to be done in when it's a Dover HaOved, that's only if it is solution, if it's not attached to the ground. Something gets attached to the ground, even if it's Kulay Ovid, you're not allowed to do Malacha. That's what it says in the Brisa. And therefore, Rabbi Ravuna is asking him, how you, are you allowed to have Poilim do the Malacha for you? He's obviously assuming that Ravuna's heter was because it was a Dover HaOved. And Rav Huna answered him, I don't agree to this b'risa. He thinks it's a das yachid, as is Mavur in the b'risa that he brings down, that this is the sheet of Rishim Gamliel, Mishum Rav Yoisi. Now the Yerushalmi over here in Halacha Beis asks, how exactly did the story happen? If it was already possible to do Ktsira before Yom Tif began, and he waited until Chalamoy to do that Ktsira, then it's usher no matter what. Because we know that Mechavin Melachtoi Lasoise B'moyed is usher. Meaning if you bedafka, push it off until Chalamoyed, and then do the Malacha, you're not allowed to. And if you'll tell me, says Yerushalmi, that it was not yet the Zman HaKatzer for this Tfua before Yom Tif, meaning that it wasn't ripe prior to Yom Tif's beginning, then it's pretty difficult to imagine that in these few days that you'll wait to do the Ktsira, that it's already become, going to become Nevad. Why is it called a Dovra Ovid? So therefore, the Rishon is asking me, if it was available before Yom Tif, then that's called Mechav Malachti, then it's Asr, and if it was not available until Yom Tif, then it should be not a Dover of it. So the Rishalmi answers that we're talking about a case where it was Higia, the Zmanach Kotzer, prior to Yom Tif, but Ravuna made a mistake. He thought that he'll be able to wait to do the Ktsira until after Yom Tif. But in the middle of Yom Tif, he realized that if he doesn't do the Ktsira now, then it's going to be Nifsat, so it's a Dover of it. So that is an important yisoy. That we don't consider like a pshia. If the person made a mistake and thought that it was going to be okay to leave it over and only realized during Yom Tif that it's davra avid, then it's mutter from do the malacha. 
However, the Ritva understands that in Mitzias it's possible to have something that prior to Yom Tov it wasn't possible to do the Ketzira, and it's delicate enough that you wait a few days and already will be a Davra of it. The Meiri actually understands that if you leave it for those few days, the wind will come and blow off a lot of the Tvua. Now the Gemara brings down a similar story about Rav. Rav Chatzle Chatzle B'chayel Demoyeda. He had Poyolim do Ketzira for him on Cholomoyed. And Shmuel heard about it and Ikbit, he was Makbit. He was upset at Rav for doing that. The Gemara wants to say, Lema Shmuel Kichidoz Feirle. Let us say that Shmuel holds like that price that we mentioned earlier, that holds that calls man, that it's mechuber, you're not allowed to do malachi even if it's going to be nifsad. Says the Gemara Loi, Chatzah dechiti hava, it was actually ktsir chitim, have a posit, it would not have become nifsad. So it's not a dovra oven, and that's why Shmuel was makbid. Says the Gemara, okay, so if it's not a dovra oven, if Rab my time of it, then why did Rab allow the workers to do the work for him? Answers the Gemara, ain loy ma yoichel hava, he didn't have what to eat. And as the Brisa itself said, that if a person doesn't have what to eat, then you're allowed to do a malachi even if it's not a davar of it. So why then was Shmuel makbid? Why was he upset? The Gemara says, Shmuel When they told him the story, they didn't tell him all the details. They didn't inform him that Rav was Inami says the Gemara, Adam Chashiv Shiny. Shmuel held that since Rav was an Adam Chashiv, he should behave differently. And although he has the right to be Samech on the Kula of doing Malacha or to have a Pearl doing Malacha for him, but he should have been more Nizir. He should have gone Lufnimishur Sadin. So we see from the Gemara that the reason why Rav did it was because he was Loi Hayoloi Malechel. The reason why Shmuel got upset at him was because Shmuel wasn't aware of that fact. Now the Ritva over here says as follows. He says, They didn't tell Shmuel that Rav was If it's because he doesn't have what to eat, Even if Rav was somebody who didn't have what to eat, meaning that Shmuel, although they didn't tell him this information, he should have imagined himself that it's possible that Rav doesn't have what to eat. That's what's bothering the Ritva. So the Ritva says, if that's the reason why Rav's doing the Ketzira, or why he's having a worker do the Ketzira for him on Chalamoid, then, he shouldn't do that much Ketzira. He doesn't have to do so much Ketzira, he just has to be Ketzir enough for him to have what to eat on Yom Tif. And since Rav was more liberal with how much he was Ketzir, Shmuel concluded that it must be that he has what to eat, and that's why he was ik, but that's why he got upset at him. So you see from here that Rav obviously held that even when you don't have what to eat, you don't have to be koitzer betzimtzum. You don't have to limit the ktsira to the amount that you need to live. Rather, as long as you have the heter, you're allowed to be koitzer barvochi. You're allowed to be koitzer in large quantities. Now, of course, you could ask him that if that's true, then why do we have to say that Shmuel got angry because he didn't know the Metzias, he wasn't aware of the fact that Rav was The Gemara could have said much simpler. Shmuel knew that Rav was but he got angry because Rav shouldn't have been koitzer that much. So you have to say, and this is what Rabbi Yashif says in his Aris on Moed Katan, that that wouldn't be a reason for Shmuel to get angry. In other words, if Shmuel was fully aware of the Metzias, that Rav didn't have what to eat. And it's just that Rav argues on Shmuel. And Rav holds that you're allowed to harvest in large quantities. And Shmuel disagrees with him and holds that you're not allowed to harvest large quantities. You have to limit it to the amount that you need for Yomtif. Then he shouldn't get angry at him because Rav is entitled to his opinion. Rav could argue on him and Din. That's why the Gemara has to say that he wasn't aware of the Metzias. He didn't know that Rav was 
and explains the Rav Yashiv that it wasn't even Allah Bedaita. He didn't even have a Havam in it. The Rav argues Le'inyan, this idea of harvesting B'Tzimtzum. He thought that everybody agrees that you're not allowed to harvest more than what you need for Yom Tif. So if Rav was harvesting a lot, it must be that it wasn't because it's Ein Malechel. He has what to eat. And that's why Shmuel was Hikbit. Because he saw absolutely no reason why Rav should allow his workers to do the Malacha on Yom Tif. It comes out that we have a machlekes according to the ritva between Rav and Shmuel. When a person doesn't have what to eat, does he have to limit the harvest to tzimtzum, to what he needs in order to eat on that yomtif? Or would he be now allowed to harvest however much he wants? Now since the klal is that we paskin like Rav be'isuri, whenever something's negay, iser v'heter, so halacha is like Rav, by dinim, by dinim mamadis, we paskin like Shmuel, but by isuri we paskin like Rav. So it would seem that you're allowed to harvest if a person is in this situation where he's Ainle Malechel, he's allowed to be Koitzer Baharvacha. He's allowed to harvest much more than what he needs in order to eat this Yomtev. Now, the Rambam doesn't say this. The Rambam in Perg Zayin, Huchas Yomtev, Alocha Vav, says, Even though there's no Hefzid, etc., the Rambam says he's allowed to be Koitzer Mashu Tzarech. So you see that the Ram holds that you're limited to the amount that you need. And the Mishtabura brings this Ladina. So it would seem that the Ramam holds not like the Ritva, who says that the story of Rav was Baharvach, that he made extra, he was Koitzer extra Tvua. However, says the Yashiv, you don't have to learn that the Rambam is arguing on the Ritva. It could be that the Rambam learns like the Ritva, that according to the first Teretz in the Gemara, that says Shmuel Eisemua Kaimei, it was because he didn't do B'tzimtzum. And according to that Teretz, it actually is true that Rav did more than B'tzimtzum. He did it by Vacha. However, according to the second Teretz of the Gemara, the Gemara says, Inami Adam Chashev Shiny. That the reason why Shmuel got angry at him was because he was an Adam Chashev. And according to that Teretz, we could learn very simply that Rav really did B'tzimtzum. He didn't do Baharvacha. The amount of Tavua that he had harvested for him on Yom Tif, on Chalamoid, was just exactly the amount that he needed in order to eat. And there's no machlekes between Rav and Shmuel, according to this Teretz. The reason why Shmuel got angry at him is because he held that an Adam Chashiv has to behave differently. The Mishnah tells us, Even cases that you're allowed to do Malacha, like if it's Dabra Ovid, but if the person was Mechavin Malachtoi, he left it Bedafka until Chalamoid, Yevedu, he loses the things that Malacha was done with. Now, this is a knas, of course. The Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch and Simtov Kuf Lamed Ches, and this is also the Mashmos of Rashi in our sugya, is that the knas involves two things. Number one, if the person did not yet do the Malacha, Bezdin does not allow him to do the Malacha, even though it's a Dovra of it, and Yevedu means that he'll lose the thing because it's a Dovra of it. But the second thing is that if the person actually did Malacha, then we're Ma'abed the thing from him, and it becomes Mufkar Lakoil. The Mishnaburah says in Sifkat and Chaf that this isn't a hefker that happens automatically. It's not like it's a hefker memela. Rather, you need Bezdin to go and be mafkirit. But Kozman Bezdin hasn't been mafkir, the thing that the person did the malacha with, it is not hefker. And he's medayik this from the Loshan of the Mechaber. Because the Mechaber says, A Mechaber malachti v'hinichal amoyed v'asoa b'moyed Bezdin ma'abdin oisa mimenu. U'mafkirin oisa lakoil. So that Lashon is very much mashma that you need Bezdin to actively go and be mafkirit. However, in the Sharetzian, in Sivkot and Zion, he brings down the Murak Tzia, who says the opposite. Take a look also in the Hagoyes or Kiveh Eger in the Shulchan Aruch. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. 
Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a DAF or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.